And what is going on, everybody? We are crossed back here with another episode of the Magic of Wrestling podcast. On today's show, we talk AEW Unrestricted with Chris Jericho. Soraya, apparently a promo, nobody's digging. Plus, my guest's topic of the choosing. What will he choose? No idea. Let's find out. And please welcome my guest today, Joe Graham. How are we, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Liam? I am very, very well, man. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been a long week. But uh, it was great. I got to go to the AEW show live on Wednesday, so that was fun. Sweet, sweet. So you've had a really exciting week then, have you? Yeah. Sounds good, sounds good. And how much wrestling have you to watch then? Um, mostly just AEW. You know, uh, you don't watch WWE? I mean, sometimes, but it's been a very busy week. My son has, like, Boy Scouts and dancing and all that, so I run around a lot. Ah, I see, I see. So, of course, welcome to the show. This is obviously Fan Theory. What this is about is we'll learn more about you as a wrestling fan, so uh, we've got some topics to talk about. We've got a topic of your choosing. That's where you get the chance to talk about anything you want. That's up to you. Part two, we learn how you got into wrestling, some of the questions at the end, and if there's anything you want to plug, we can do that. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Let's, let's have a good night. Sweet. So let's get into our part one. We call the Magic Weekly. And our first topic of the day is now Chris Jericho was obviously on the latest AEW Unrestricted. He obviously made some pretty interesting comments. Overall, what do we reckon? Um, So I haven't seen this yet, so I'm not sure. You can fill, fill me in on what he said. So obviously he commented on obviously what his release from WWE, when obviously Vince called him. I'll try to keep this short then so it doesn't actually spoil it for you. But... Yeah, he basically commented on his WWE release. What is um, thing is obviously in AEW. Obviously, wants to work with the younger talent. We'll go with that actually. Obviously, he said in this that he wants to work with obviously the undercard talent instead of the main eventers. What do you reckon to this? Um, I think that's great that he wants to work with the undercard talent, but at the same time, like in order to get that rub, he needs to be the main event guy. So him just working all the time sort of it sort of diminishes the importance of Chris Jericho if he's not in the main event winning titles. So yeah, that probably makes sense. I mean, obviously, I mean, if you look at the names, obviously who's been under his wing with the J Jericho Appreciation Society in a circle. What do you reckon when he's obviously people's getting paired with him? I mean, he's definitely done wonders for the people he's worked with. Especially, I'm loving what he's doing with Daniel Garcia right now. So, yeah, well said, well said. Obviously, one of the other comments were in WCW, one of their biggest uh, flaws were having all the main eventers constantly like working against each other. Are you a fan of this, or would you say that? Would you agree with that? Uh, I agree, but don't agree. Like I said, like main eventers working together sells tickets, but at the same time, you gotta promote some of your younger guys and the best way to do that is just have them face off against the main eventers yeah sounds good i was still obviously moving to the next topic as you've obviously not seen this so we shall go to the next one 
Now, so apparently, according to the fan base, not a lot of people like Soraya's recent promo on AEW. What did you reckon to this? I mean, she's since come out and said that she was sort of like nervous and rusty. I can understand. I don't remember the last time she got a live promo. So it definitely felt, it didn't feel like the Soraya that we all know. That's for sure. Do you think this is obviously going to get better obviously as weeks progress? Uh, oh, yeah, if- I have no I have no doubt that she will get better. Give her a couple weeks of with mic time and she'll be just fine. Oh, that's pretty awesome. What do you reckon obviously now she's in AEW? I th- think she's going to probably wrestle a few and far between. I don't think she's going to be an every week performer, especially with her medical con- like her neck and everything. Yeah, what do you think she'll bring to like backstage in AEW? Well, I'm hoping. Well, let's start off by she has like 2.3 million followers on social media, so hopefully she'll just bring more eyes to the product, and hopefully she'll just be able to have Tony Khan and everyone else just take that division more seriously. Yeah, I think obviously the one you just mentioned there, taking the division seriously. Do you think the division doesn't like get taken seriously, or is it just inexperience? I think a little bit of both. I mean, the inexperience does hurt, but at the same time, you have Thunder Rosa and Athena who are not even close to inexperienced, and they still get treated like an afterthought. Yeah, I think that's pretty much a nice little thing to end on. So uh, we'll move on to our last topic. Now this is called Topic of Your Choosing. This is where you get the chance to talk about anything you want in wrestling. What do you want to talk about? Um, I think what I'm going to talk about is this whole situation with Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. Like, sitting here, people throwing death threats at this man because he wants to take time off for mental health reasons, especially with this being Mental Health Month, is absolutely ridiculous. Like, you're a fan. They're humans. Let them live their life. Let them take a break. They need it every once in a while. Yeah. What do you reckon to, obviously, the Instagram post where he's just basically – debunked all these reports i think that was just him just nicely blowing a gasket tired of everything that's going around like he said himself like if it doesn't come from my mouth it's probably not true so yeah i think that's the thing um what you just mentioned there obviously death threats briefly how does that make you feel as a fan knowing that there's people doing that i mean not just as a fan just as a human it's kind of disgusting like, yeah. it, it, I don't understand. Like, you're not entitled to anything. These guys aren't entitled to do anything for you. Just appreciate where they go. Yeah. Uh, how long do you think it'll be before we see him back in AEW? Do you think it'll be a few months? Or... Yeah, probably like a month or two, I would imagine. Yeah. I think get through this cycle for the next pay-per-view. Uh, Bring them back after uh, full gear. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see that. What do you reckon towards this uh, tattoo he's got on the side of his head? I don't know. It's kind of brave of him to get a tattoo there. That's, I, I would never do that. Yeah, it's a very sensitive part. I think that's probably one I'd never get there. So it's probably really one I'm like, no, no thanks. No. But obviously, Malachi, obviously, wish him nothing but the best. Rest up well yes. and come back to AEW fighting fit. I think that's yeah, absolutely. Probably... Can't wait for him to come back. 
Oh, me neither. I, think I actually missed it to bits. So that's the end of part one. So we'll get into part two. This is called Fan Theory. So this is where we obviously learn more about you as a wrestling fan. So my first question is, what's your first introduction to wrestling? I think my first introduction to wrestling was like WCW, like Saturday Night Clash of Champions shows. I remember watching them as a kid. So I was definitely a bigger WCW fan than WWF at the time fan. Like it, I, it looked more serious and WWF was obviously the bigger characters, more cartoony, more kiddish. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. plus, you know, Sting is like my all-time favorite, so. Yeah, I think Sting's absolutely brilliant. What's your opinion now? Is he obviously in AEW? Oh, I love it. Like, it's ridiculous. He's like, what, 62? And he's doing things that our 20-year-olds are doing, jumping off of entrances. It's great. Like, he, he looks rejuvenated and reinvigorated with wrestling. Yeah, I think that's great. So you obviously mentioned Sting there. What other wrestlers did you obviously grow in like watching? Oh, Shawn Michaels. WWF it was Shawn Michaels. Obviously, WCW was Sting, Lex Luger, and then once Rey Mysterio came in, Eddie Guerrero, all the whole cruiserweight division. I loved it. It's what for me stood out from the WWF. Yeah, I've, I see a lot of people not a fan of the cruiserweights. Chris Jericho himself also said that he wasn't a fan of that. What do you reckon there? Everyone's allowed to have their opinion, but I mean, love Chris Jericho as a cruiserweight. Like he wasn't the prototypical cruiserweight, and he was just that obnoxious heel. And he was it was great. Like he has one of my all time favorite promos with the the thousand and four holds, where it was just a blank piece of old school printer paper, and he was just reading off moves. It was great. <laughs> I actually cannot remember that one, so. Oh, look it up. It's great. He says, like, armbar, like, 25 times. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to check that once we're done here. So what do you like most about wrestling? Is it the matches? Is it the fans? Is it the wrestlers themselves? Uh, a combination between just the athleticism and the storytelling. Do you have a storyline which stands out for you? Oh, Like I really liked Shawn Michaels' comeback story in two thousand what two thousand two with Triple H. I mean, mm -hmm. everything Sting's done with the end with uh not NWO but uh well the NWO one was good but the Four Horsemen about whether he could or couldn't trust Ric Flair just in the Four Horsemen everything was just it was cohesive and it just made sense. Yeah, absolutely. So was there any storyline which you were like, I'm not really too sure about that. None that come to mind at the moment. I mean, there's some been some storylines with some bad endings, like the higher power. Like it was really disappointing that Vince McMahon was the higher power. Um, the whole invasion angle could have been done a lot better. Like those are the two big ones that everyone probably talks about. Yeah, I would. You would have obviously the invasion angle. I think it was underrated. Well, yeah, it was underrated, but it was obviously sucks at the same time. How would you have booked that? I mean. I know there was a lot of issues with bringing in like your Hogan's and the big names, but treat the WCW guys as legit competitors instead of just having them lose everything all the time. And I wouldn't have had a WWE guy be the hero of WCW. 
like yeah. whether it was Stone Cold or if it was Kurt Angle, like it just sort of cheapened WCW in my eyes. Yeah, now I think now you point that out, it did, does actually make sense there. It was, yeah, you could have done that a whole lot different. Even Paul Heyman said himself, I really didn't enjoy that angle because it's bringing names back to drag them through the mud in a way. Would you yeah, agree with that? Basically. Yeah. So the next question I've got is now, well, do you remember the first event you've ever been to? And talk about that experience. Uh, first wrestling event. I've only been to a couple because I've tried to go to a lot, but I've always had different things come up with the military and everything. But my first wrestling event I went to was at the old ECW arena and it was a, a block taping of ROH shows. Mm-hmm. And it was the first four episodes after Adam Cole got kicked out of the bullet club and left ROH to come to WWE. Wow. What was Talk about the experience though. Oh, it was great. So it was like five, four, five hours. Like they taped like four different shows and it was great. Like it was, like I said, it was a 20 to 2300 building. So there's maybe five, 600 people, but it was loud all night long. Got to see the young bucks, got to see all the ROH guys, even ones that were leaving and coming to WWE soon, like war machine. Like it was great. It was fun. Wow. Absolutely. And is there any events you'd like to go to the in future? Uh, WrestleMania is coming to Philly in like two years. I would love to go to that. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would like to. You never know. Anything's possible. I'm still waiting for AEW to come to the UK. So I think that's coming soon. I think you'll get that. Yeah, I cannot wait. I've literally been watching it since since I was the it was first ever mentioned. So please come to the UK because I guarantee that the fan base it will sell out because in the UK we prefer AEW to WWE. Yeah, I, I keep up on quite a bit of the UK wrestling scene. So, yep, absolutely. So, what don't you like about wrestling? Obviously, we spoke about what you like about wrestling. Let's turn it 180 degrees. What don't you like about wrestling? Uh, the fans, tribalism, can't stand it, and and storylines that with swerves just for the sake of swerves that don't make any sense. I don't like that either. Like, don't insult our intelligence. We're all smart enough to know the story you're trying to tell. Just stick with the story and execute it well. Yeah. Do you have any examples on that? Oh, once again, the higher power storyline. I can't really think of any others, but there's there's definitely quite a few out there. But at the moment, I can't think of any. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing, there's so many things you could literally be here and now we're just like debating it. So, anything else you don't like? Um, I mean, with WWE, all the numerous like DQs and non finishes, there's one good thing AEW has done to a minimum is when they put two people in a match, there's a definitive winner. Unless you know Peter Ablin. Yeah. And then one more thing. Stupid referees. Can't stand it. Like, AEW does this so much where the referee just has a back turn for no reason to all, like, and then they turn around and they're like, oh, what happened? Like, you know, come on now. Let's stop that with that. Just don't do that spot every single match. Yeah. 
Are you pointing at one referee there, or are you pointing at them all? Basically all of them, in WWE and AEW. <laughs> wow. Um, this kind of like a, a segue to go into my next question, actually. What in wrestling needs to improve? Uh, referee. <laughs> um, one thing I want to improve in WWE is commentary. I hate that they bicker with each other instead of enhancing the story. Like they had it perfect in the cruiserweight classic. The commentary just talked up the wrestlers and it told a story and it didn't take away from the match in the ring. Right. Anything else? Um, no, not really. I don't have too many complaints about wrestling or I probably wouldn't still be watching it. So, so in the space of 16 minutes, we've established that referees suck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So next question is, could AEW learn from WWE? If so, what? Oh yeah, I'm sure AEW could learn from WWE. The number one thing is the best thing WWE does, in my opinion, are video packages to hype up wrestlers and events. Mm-hmm. They ha- they are the best in the business at it, and I would love for AEW to start doing that, and for AEW to incorporate their stuff from like from Dark Better, from Elevation. Even BTE, like not everyone watches every second of every AEW product. So just take two minutes, tell the story, and in my opinion, it would be much better. Yeah. I mean, what do you reckon was the with Dark and Elevation? Because a lot of people give it a lot of stick. I mean, for me, it's just too much wrestling. Uh, there was a time where I, I just stopped watching wrestling because I, I was watching wrestling every night of the week, and I just got burnt out. Like I would watch Raw, NXT, SmackDown, Impact, New Japan. Like I've, I have to do that, like, or I will, I'll just get tired and I won't watch wrestling anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think every single day there is wrestling. So some people don't watch all the products, some don't. I yeah. do tend to try and catch up with them all but you still you just can't there's just so much wrestling i mean i don't watch everything but i at least try to read results or i'll listen like i listen to wrestle talk and they cover a lot of it mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely so obviously we mentioned there could AEW learn from wb could wwe learn from AEW though long-term storytelling yes. like don't treat like I, I i harp on this a lot don't treat us fans as idiots. We don't forget things that have happened. And we we know that there's other wrestling outside of the WWE space. And that's sort of changing now with Triple H in charge. But when Vince was there, like they didn't mention New Japan with Finn Balor. They didn't mention Bullet Club with anyone. Like there's just so much to make their product better. And I'm ho- and it looks like it's changing. With Triple H in charge, what's what's your opinion? Obviously, with Triple H, obviously in charge. Um, it's better, but he still has a long way to go. I still think he makes some bad booking decisions, like with the women's tag titles. You put them on 
one team just to have them drop it two weeks later. You should have just gave it to damage control from the jump. It would have made Clash of the Castle mean more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Would you actually get rid of the tag titles? Because the women's division's not that strong in a way, and I hate saying that. I mean, now, no, because they, they, they could have. They were gone for six months, and no one was complaining about, oh, bring back the women's tag titles, but now that you brought them back, it's just treat it like it should be treated. Yeah, okay. Well, especially with the U.S. I mean, like I said, same thing goes with the U.S. and the IC titles. They have such a strong history. Make them important. Yeah, I think a little side question to that is obviously with the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, would you say it's lost its value in WWE at the moment? Yes, but I'd say Triple H is doing a great job of building it back up. I mean, he has to with until he gets through this saga of Roman Reigns, which he's right to not go and just derail it because that would be really dumb because it's two years, two years plus of storytelling. Yeah, but who's, who's going to be the one to actually dethrone him? I think it's going to be Cody. Yeah, I think everybody said it's going to be Carter. I think I mean, that's the mo- if if I had it my way, I think I would just say, make it Braun Breaker. Just make like make a name out of someone defeating Roman Reigns. That's what I would do. Yeah, I, th- I think what you're getting at there is one of the who's going to like gain more from it, and I think Braun Breaker is probably an interesting one there. So we'll stick with obviously WWE. Obviously NXT is obviously gone for a little bit of a rebrand with the logo. What do you reckon to the product as a whole? Um, I haven't. I did. I didn't watch any of NXT 2.0. I just couldn't get into it. But I'll give this rebrand a try because Triple H is great. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows what fans want. And. As long as the product gets better, I'll give it another shot. I, I'm not one of those fans that are like, oh, just this or just that. So, Yeah, obviously Triple H is doing a good job. Do you think he's changing too much at a time, or is it just like a slow-moving project? No, I think it's, it's, I think a slow-moving project is the right way to go. I don't think you want to do mass changes because most companies don't do good when there's mass changes because people see that as something bad and at the end of the day they're still a major corporation and they have people that they need to appease and make happy so yeah absolutely would we ever see an inter-promotional thing with WWE and AEW oh no not after the comments that TK made about WWE no <laughs> I mean but to be fair I don't I don't think there's too many inter-promotional matches that I would want to see between WWE and AEW, honestly. And if Forbidden Door was anything to go off of, it wouldn't be very good because it would just be like the respective champs winning. Like there was really no craziness or spice really? in the matches themselves. Wow. So you didn't enjoy Forbidden Door? I mean, I enjoyed it. The wrestling was great, but it felt very predictable. Like, wow. there was no shot of Jay White dropping the IWGP title because he just won it, like, two weeks before. And as much as I love Tanahashi, they're not going to put the AEW title on Tanahashi just for him to go away from AEW for two months to do the G1. 
So, yeah, I'm speaking a lot of facts there. So that's quite surprising. If you could see like an interpromotional thing between two companies, who would it be? Uh, I mean, I would like to see more between AEW and New Japan. Like, there's just so many fresh matches. So, Do you have an example? Uh, I would want to see um, oh, Darius Martin go up against some of the the light heavyweights over in New Japan. Yes, I think Darius Martin. I think he's I think or is it no, Dante? Is it Dante? Darius Darius, is the other one, right? Dante is the yeah. Darius is the one who's always injured. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing both of them. They're both great. Yeah. Yeah, could it be on the next Forbidden Door, which apparently is rumored to be on the New Japan stage this time? Who knows? Oh, no, I think I think the next time we'll be at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I think we'll get some AEW guys there. I know it's going to be tough with Wrestle Kingdom on a Wednesday, but I still think there's going to be some guys that go over there. So, Yeah, I think that's odds on. So next question is, how has wrestling evolved from when you first watched it to where it is now? Oh, TV has definitely played a big factor in it. There's more money, obviously, bigger contracts. But I also feel like the stories aren't as long. It feels it feels like attention span of fans isn't what it used to be. Everyone wants that fulfillment and story like now, now, now. No one wants to let a story play out anymore, it feels like. Yeah, um, for, obviously with storylines, when is the storyline too long or when is the storyline too short? Um, honestly, I think it all depends because like, like AEW with the Hangman and Kenny Omega, that was like a two-year storyline, but it wasn't just Kenny versus Hangman every week. Like they knew how to space it out and make it work. WWE has done that too. It's, but my, I just don't want to see like Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins for 10 weeks in a row. Like you can sit there and have them feud, but not be directly against each other every week. Yeah. I think the one thing that WWE does get a lot of stick for is obviously rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch, but you get the idea. I mean, I like I really I quit watching WWE about three months before AEW started because it was the same raw every week. And then I realized I could just watch the pay-per-view on the network and they would literally show us the whole storyline for every match. It's like you didn't need to watch their weekly show. Wow, interesting. Would you say wrestling is kind of predictable in some ways? Yeah. I mean, it we're we're both in a prediction league, so <laughs> There you go. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> and I'm in multiple prediction leagues, so yeah, it's definitely. In what way would you say it's predictable? I mean, I would only say it's only predictable for certain people. There, are, Tony Khan, I do feel like sometimes changes things because there's been definitely some confusing matches that outcomes that I've seen. Like, wow, I didn't see that coming, but it's nice to be surprised instead of knowing that oh Jericho's winning oh 
Hangman's going to win. So, yeah. What's the biggest surprise in wrestling for you, though? Oh, biggest surprise. I think some of the big surprises was like, well, Wheeler Yuta, when he won the pure title back at at the first ROH pay-per-view of the year, that was definitely surprising because I didn't like he would he had basically been like the whipping boy of of the BCC. And then all of a sudden, like they just put a title on him. So it was definitely surprising. But it was a good surprise. So Yeah, absolutely. A few little more questions as we begin to wind down. Do you have a favorite match ever? Favorite match ever. Probably Michaels and Taker at 25. Mania yes. 25. What a match. I mean, that, it's a common answer, but sometimes the common answer is the right answer. So, And why that match in particular? Oh, the storytelling. just And it's two of the greatest ever on the biggest stage. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And obviously, what do you reckon to the same match year after? Just, I mean, it might have been like a notch below, but it's hard to top a great match in 25. So it's kind of almost impossible to live up to it. Yeah, definitely. I think you've said that pretty well. What about a dream match? What about if you could pick a match between could be two wrestlers, two tag teams? What would it be? Uh, of any all time, uh, ever? Like, yeah, I would have loved to seen the Steiner brothers late 80s, early 90s, Michigan Wolverine Steiner Brothers versus 3D. Yes, like, I think that would, that would be, be great. Really, that would be so interesting. But why that in particular? I mean, they say styles make fights. You have the brawlers in 3D and just the uber-athletic, fast Steiner Brothers. Like I think they could put on a match for the ages. Yeah, I, I mean, any match with 3D is absolutely brilliant. I'm just going to point that out. So, yeah, uh, where do you see the wrestling industry in the next five years? Um, I don't know, I don't think it's going to be too different from what we have here right now. I still think you're, you're going to have WWE, AEW, New Japan. I just I don't think in five years too much is going to change, except for maybe more streaming more like netflix or hulu or something i think may get i'm waiting for aew streaming deals what i'm waiting on i think that's coming it's hbo i believe it's possible i mean it makes the most sense with warner brother discovery being in charge of where they their tv is so yeah, I think that's. I think streaming obviously is going to be able to play a big part. So that obviously wraps our little uh, chat up. Don't forget, you can head to fmwrestling.com. You can contact obviously all of us through there. We can obviously go to Pro Wrestling T Star, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash fmwrestling. You can tune into the Magic of Wrestling on Friday. No, that's not. That's not completely wrong. Wrestling with the Paranormal on Friday. <laughs> the Magic of Wrestling on Saturday. All if you rest the show on Sunday. One last thing from you, uh, Mr. Graham. Is there anything you want to plug? I don't really have anything other than just, you know, if you're into wrestling and like predictions, come to AFW. Yes. Speaking of which, which actually brand are you on? I'm on Dallas is my GM. 
Right, okay, so I'm, I'm on the opposite. Okay. Because our paths could have actually crossed on there, but if you're on the opposite thing, who knows? Yeah, maybe there'll be a, a, a cross-brand pay-per-view at some point. Yeah, who knows, who knows. That pretty much wraps our thing. Joseph Graham, thank you so much for being part of the magic. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. I'll see you next time. Not a problem. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and I'll see you all in the next one. Magic Man, out.